Welcome to this podcast, Risk Return Efficiency of Equity Benchmarks. I'm Usman Hayat from CFA Institute and joining me to discuss the topic is Dr. Felix Golds, who's the head of applied research at AdHack Risk Institute. Welcome Dr. Golds. Thank you for having me. Let me start off by asking you what is the role of equity indices or benchmarks in institutional investment management? The role of indices is a very central role in the investment process. Um, so this is very obvious if the mandate of the investment is managed passively. Uh, so in that case, the mandate will just track the index, and so it will also track the index in terms of constituent selection, in terms of the weighting, uh, and in terms of the risk exposure um, in the end. Um, but even if the mandate is actively managed, um, the reference index uh, plays quite an important role. Um, so actually, before actually attributing a mandate, investors will have conducted asset allocation studies to define the asset mix between countries, between sectors, and so forth. Um, and so to actually come up with information on the sectors, on the countries, they will actually look at um, a set of indices. So at that first step, um, indices are already important. Um, now later on, the reference index also um, controls what the manager does. So the manager is constrained by the index. So even if the mandate is active, um, the risk exposure of the mandate and the performance of the mandate will, to a large extent, be determined by the index that has been chosen as a reference index. Okay, so today, um, the dominant indices are cap-weighted indices. So almost all investors use uh, cap-weighted indices, and many investors use only cap-weighted indices. So the idea of these indices is to attribute a weight to each security by the market value that the security has. And the idea behind these indices is to represent the market by reflect, reflecting the value um, of, each, of each investment. Now, investors today are actually looking at market cap-weighted indices and they are highly um, unsatisfied by these indices. So we actually have conducted um, a survey where we found that in Europe, um, about 87% of investors actually have some criticism on these cap-weighted indices. Um, also, we have found that 38% of investors are actually currently revising um, the indices that they use. Um, so we, we have seen that currently um, investors are thinking about um, other weighting schemes than, than cap-weighted, and index providers are also developing alternatives to the cap-weighted indices. Are market cap-weighted equity indices efficient benchmarks as regards risk and return? The standard cap-weighted indices are actually quite inefficient in terms of the risk-reward profile that they have. There have been empirical studies um, over the past 20 years that show this quite clearly. Um, there is a simple explanation for that. There are essentially two reasons. Um, the first reason is concentration. Um, if you cap-weight the stocks um, let's say in a given country, um, you will typically have a few stocks that are quite dominant in terms of their size, in terms of their market cap. So if you take the FTSE 100 index, for example, um, in the FTSE 100 index, you have certain stocks that have about 8% weight um, for an individual stock. So companies like HSBC, um, like BP, uh, today have a weight of about 8% each um, in the FTSE 100. If you look to the other side of the spectrum, you look at the small caps in the FTSE 100, um, the 10 smallest stocks have a weight of about 0.1% each. Um, so you can see that clearly there's very high concentration in, in very few stocks. Um, now, a second reason 
is also that these indices have a built-in momentum mechanism. If you weight stocks by their market cap, you will increase the weight of the stock whenever the market cap increases, and you will decrease the weight in the stock whenever the market cap decreases relative to all the other stocks. Um, so this can lead to um, very high investment um, in sectors that are subject to a bubble. So for example, we have seen that in the late 1990s, technology stocks um, got a huge weight in the cap-weighted indices. Um, we have also seen that at the start of 2009, for example, financial stocks had a very low weight um, in the cap-weighted indices. And of course, this way of, of attributing weights um, is not necessarily uh, the optimal way. In spite of the criticism of these market cap weighted equity benchmarks, why do they prevail? It's actually not very surprising that cap weighted indices um, are not efficient in terms of risk reward. There's a very simple reason they have never meant to be efficient. They have at least never been explicitly designed um, to be efficient or to provide the highest um, risk reward ratio. Um, so that doesn't seem surprising. However, there is quite often a belief among market participants that uh, cap weighting should lead to risk reward efficient portfolios. Um, and this simply comes from uh, financial theory, uh, from theory that is contained in all the textbooks that are ta is taught at business schools. Um, and this is the CAPM, the capital asset pricing model. Um, according to the CAPM, all investors should hold uh, the market portfolio. Um, now, the problem with this uh, reasoning is that um, if the CAPM is true, it is true that we should all hold the market portfolio, um, but the market portfolio cannot be represented just by a stock market index. Um, so again, if you take the FTSE 100 index, for example, um, the FTSE 100 index is not the market portfolio for the UK. The FTSE 100 index does not represent the entire wealth um, of the UK um, economy. So if you wanted to create the market portfolio for the UK, you would also have to include smaller stocks, not just the 100 largest stocks, but wealth and, and income in the UK do not just come from dividends on stocks. Um, wealth also comes from private housing, um, it comes from income on work, um, it comes from things like social security benefits. Um, so to create the true market portfolio, you would actually have to include all these assets and all these claims um, in an index, um, and that's of course impossible to do in practice. Um, now even if you could do that, you could create the true market portfolio, um, then this would only be efficient um, if you know, the CAPM model um, is a good description of, of reality. Um, and it is quite obvious that CAPM is, is a poor description of reality. Um, the model makes highly unrealistic assumptions. Um, some of the assumptions, for example, um, investors are supposed to be able to borrow unlimited amounts of money at the risk-free rate, or they're supposed to be able to sell stocks short, um, again, in an unconstrained manner, of course, in practice, um, these assumptions don't hold. Um, another assumption is that investors are identical um, in terms of their preferences, um, in terms of the time horizon also. Um, of course, in practice, we have different investors with different um, preferences and, and time horizons. So these assumptions are very highly unrealistic. And it's interesting that even the founders of this model, the founders of CAPM, have actually written articles that state that they wouldn't actually believe that the model holds um, in practice. Um, so this model goes back to work uh, by Harry Markowitz and by, by William Sharp. Uh, they have, of course, received a Nobel Prize um, for their work. It's a very elegant theory. Um, but both of them have later published articles um, where they say that given the highly unrealistic assumptions, um, the model is not likely to hold 
in practice. So there is a belief that somehow financial theory justifies cap weighting. Um, but if you look into this, actually, um, financial theory alone is really not enough to justify um, why you would cap weight an index. Are there alternatives to market cap weighted equity benchmarks to achieve risk return efficiency? There are essentially two types of alternative weighting schemes. Um, so these actually take a set of stocks, the constituents of the index, and they change the weighting um, of these stocks. Um, the first category is uh, optimized indices. Um, so these are based on quantitative portfolio construction. Um, and the idea is that uh, you weight the constituents um, according to a portfolio optimization in order to achieve um, high degree of efficiency in the portfolio. Um, so at Attic Risk Institute, for example, we have developed um, efficient indices, and our efficient index method actually attributes weights to stocks so as to obtain the overall portfolio with the highest Sharpe ratio. So the highest Sharpe ratio means the highest uh, return uh, per unit of risk um, in the portfolio. Um, so these are based on portfolio optimization, on, on quantitative information, um, using the returns um, observed on the constituent stocks. There's a second category of alternative indices. These are based on accounting information, on firm characteristics. Um, so there are indices that weight the stocks um, by the dividends that the stock pays or by the book value um, of the stock. Um, and the idea of these indices is not explicitly to improve um, the risk-reward ratio. Um, the idea is actually to find a more reliable measure of the firm size rather than taking the market cap um, we take the book value, for example. Um, but these indices also uh, correct some of the problems with cap-weighted indices um, and can also be expected to have a higher risk-reward ratio, um, though they are not explicitly designed to obtain that. Are we going to see a move away from market cap-weighted equity indices towards one of the alternatives? Investors are clearly looking for alternatives to cap-weighting. Um, and so we can expect that these alternative weighting mechanisms are uh, serious challenges of cap weighting. Um, however, it's likely that cap weighting will um, play a very important role um, for some time to come. Um, cap weighting indices can also be useful for um, things like short-term investment strategies. They may be useful for providing information about the market. Um, for long-term investment, um, the problem is really that um, they have a lack of efficiency in terms of risk and reward. So for long-term investments, it's likely that alternative weighting mechanisms um, will increase in importance. Now, is it one or the other alternative that will dominate? I think there's no good reason to believe that either accounting-based indices um, or indices based on portfolio optimization will clearly dominate. Um, in fact, if you look at these different alternatives, they're based on very different information. Information is of very different nature. So it may actually be interesting for investors um, to use different alternatives at the same time and to actually diversify um, the risk of having chosen a specific benchmark. So given the very central importance of, of choosing an index, um, it may be a good option for investors to actually use these different alternatives at the same time. And finally, how would you summarize your observations regarding risk-return efficiency of equity benchmarks? Well, it's actually quite surprising that cap-weighted equity indices are so widely used 
um, given the problems that they have, and these problems are also very well recognized um, by investors. Um, Cap-weighted indices are somehow the uh, established way of creating an index, um, and so it seems difficult to actually motivate investors um, to move away from these indices, even if um, they actually have good reasons to believe that these indices may not be the best uh, possible choice. So cap-weighted indices are very much a default choice that is still accepted today um, by most investors. Um, and we have to see that the development of alternative weighting mechanisms has been quite recent. Um, and so investors probably have to spend more time understanding them um, before they would actually decide to move away from cap-weighting in a massive way. This concludes our podcast on risk-return efficiency of equity benchmarks. Thank you, Dr. Golds, for your time, and thank you for listening to us. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.